On the field, in the broadcast booth, Ron Johnson is Minnesota sports. One of a kind opinions, big name guests, the teams you care about every, every, every day. It's the Ron Johnson Show, part of Locked On Sports Minnesota, and it starts now. Welcome to the Ron Johnson Show, and I'm your host, Ron Johnson. On today's episode, I'm going to explain to you how I predicted the future. We're going to talk, of course, playoffs. It's the day everybody's been waiting for. After last year's season, nobody expected the Timberwolves to be where they are. Anthony Edwards said it best. Hey, we're playing with house money right now. Play in, you're seven. You get the Grizzly. You lose, you go to eight, or you're out. Nobody wants to lose to Pop after what happened when they tried to get Carl Anthony Towns all those points against the Spurs. Pop could really ruin their season by winning his 9-10 game and then knocking the Timberwolves out. But before we jump into the show, a word from our sponsors. All right, NBA fans, are you looking for a daily fantasy option for the NBA? Then you need to try the award-winning app, Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a daily fantasy made easy. I love this, and we know you will too. It's easy to use. You pick two to five players and an over and under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the numbers. Men lie, women lie, but numbers don't. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Prize Picks is safe and it offers fast withdrawals. Prize Picks offers a variety of options. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from points scored to rebounds to steals. Now, if you're in the props, Check out Tyus Jones. Kid is killing it on his assist to turnover ratio. That's a kid that you want to make sure you can bet on his prop assist when that playoff game starts because it's going to be Timberwolves and uh, Grizzlies. We already know that. And Prize Picks doesn't just offer the NBA. They also have options on college basketball, college football, NFL, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. For a limited time, Prize Picks has an exclusive no-brainer of an offer for all of our users. Users get $50 for free if a player in your first prize picks entry scores a single point. You must use code NBA. That's right. That's an exclusive offer available on Locked On fans. Sign up today and use the code NBA for $50 free if a player in your first prize pick entry scores a single point. Well, as we jump into the show, like I said, later in the Daily Three, I'll explain how, how I uh, predicted the future. But... Let's jump into this NBA. Timberwolves, play-in, playoff situation. I always say it's not fair, but let's bring in Sam Ekstrom. Sam, is it fair or is it not fair for this play-in game tonight? Yeah, I mean, like we talked about, I, I think that the 7-8 puts the Timberwolves in such a bad spot. Now, I know that you know people will say, well, just be the 6 then. Just be the 5. Don't even mess with the 7-8. But the Timberwolves ended the season so far above the eight, so far above the nine. Remember, my suggestion was have them play the ten. In yep. So for the ten, the ten would have to win twice. The seven only has to win once. To me, that that's a more fair way to do it. But I think it's going to be great theater tonight. And like you said, play in or play off. Because how good these two teams are, and the Clippers are a much better team with Paul George, it's going to feel like a playoff game because I think both these teams feel like they can make legitimate noise in this real playoff field, whereas you know the Pelicans, the Spurs, are they really going anywhere? 
in these playoffs, no, no chance. But I think the Clippers and Wolves can at least convince themselves they've got a shot to actually go somewhere. Yeah, and and I'm not going to throw it at you now to figure this out. We'll talk about this tomorrow. But I want you to think about this, though. I I, I do get the seven plays the ten, but what if the seven loses to the ten? Does ten automatically get seven? Or does eight, nine who played now have to play ten? The winner gets seven and the loser gets eight? I mean, that could be it, though. That could be it right there. Seven plays ten. If seven wins, seven's in. If seven loses, ten has to wait for eight, nine. 8-9 plays, winner of that plays 10. The winner of that game, both are in. So it's almost like a brother-in-law game where it's like, hey, regardless of this, we're both in, but winner gets the 7 and loser gets the 8 seed, which actually still makes it a competitive game because you're playing for who's going to play the Suns and then you're playing for who's going to play the Grizzlies. So the motivation to not have to face the Suns I think I think you're onto something, Sam. I like that. That makes that makes that second play-in game. I mean, regardless, the second playoff play-in game is going to be exciting because somebody wants to be eight. But it makes it even better when both teams, everybody knows, both teams are in. Uh, both teams know both teams are in. And who knows? What if some people think the one seed is not better than the two because all of a sudden, you know, the Grizzlies are one one year and the Warriors are two. Now being the eighth seed might be a little bit better. I'd rather face the Grizzlies as a one seed than I would the Warriors as a two. But, but that's what makes basketball special. I'd love to see it if two teams tanking to get eight so that they don't have to play the Warriors at two. So that would that would even be – or uh, I mean, sorry, try not to tank if they don't want to face the Warriors they want to play two. So I'd love to see that, how that would even play out, how they make that work. Um, yeah, like if, if, I, if I don't want to be the winner, I want to be eight, I'd tank. Like, I, I, like give me the Grizzlies. I don't want the Warriors at two. So that, that would be another interesting one, especially for the betters. You know, for those on, on BetOnline.com, they would be absolutely upset, pissed off if they saw two teams not doing their best. But let's jump into this game. Quickly, I'm going to talk about the Timberwolves and the Clippers. You look at Amir Coffey, Golden Gopher, Hopkins, Minnesota kid. He gets to come home and play a playoff atmosphere game, sold-out crowd. Just coming off a 35-point game. Now, granted... They rested their players. He was the point guard, I think, in that starting lineup uh, with Luke Kennard. And so it wasn't really the full clipper, but he went out and put up 35. So 7 for 10 from the field, if you think about that, that's going to give him a ton of confidence and the coaches a ton of confidence to put him in tonight. Think about that. What 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 would that look like if all of a sudden it's Paul George and Amir Coffey where the Timberwolves probably could have had Coffey? That just adds more to the storyline where if Coffey comes back home, Scores 35 in the same stadium. If I'm not mistaken, I think he had a buzzer beater after holding the ball forever. Yeah. Uh, Against Shakopee. Stupid high school. Yeah, the stupid high school rules. He got to hold the ball forever uh, until it was time to shoot in overtime. Uh, but, you know, that that for me, I know that's going to be some questions, you know, when he shows up at the at the arena or after the game when people are asking him questions, interviews. You know, how does it feel being back home? How does it feel playing a serious uh, a playoff game in, in your home state. He's going to have a ton of family and friends there. Uh, you know, even for Gophers coach Ben Johnson, you know, I, I know he's a Minnesota fan, but also he's probably an Amir, not probably, he is a, an Amir Coffee fan. I saw him tweet about Amir Coffee. So even that, that, that's a house divided there. When you look at the Gopher fans, that want Amir to do well because it's time for him to get another contract. Or, you know, you talk about the, the, the fans that just want the Timberwolves to be in the playoffs and they don't want it to be scary where they got to go play the, the Suns for their life. Um, you look at Paul George, 24 points. You look at Carl Anthony Towns, 24 points on the season. So that goes back to my one and one 
head-to-head superstars cancel each other out. Carl Anthony Towns has to match Paul George's energy tonight. He has to match Paul George's scoring tonight. Anthony Edwards, that's not his job. If Paul George goes out and scores 35, Carl has to score 35. If Carl scores 20, they are in trouble. And I think that's going to be the key. You have to be able to match the energy of what the Clippers are going to bring. The good thing is they had to travel and the Timberwolves did not. They're going to have their home fans. Hopefully fans are taking their shoes off before the game's even over um, because we know Mark Laurie and what that means. So, I mean, you got A-Rod, you got J-Lo watching, hoping A-Rod loses. No, I'm joking. Uh, but if you if you think about all of that, it's going to come down to Carl Anthony Towns. This is his moment. This is his time. He's been wanting a playoff game. He's been wanting the fans. Remember, you talked about fans, trust us, get behind us. We need you. Uh, you know, don't sit on your hands. This is not going to be a sit on your hands game. This is not going to be one of those games where, you know, Pat Beverly has to talk after the game about, man, the fans were quiet. We needed the fans tonight. You know, D'Angelo Russell made the same comment. I saw a tweet above his comment is, hey, if you win, we'll cheer. And so now they've won. It's there's a seven seed as of now. And the fans, stadium should be rocking. Target center should be jumping. Downtown Minneapolis should be going hard tonight. Should be a fun one. I got the Timberwolves winning. I know they're a two-and-a-half-point favorite. If I'm a betting man on bet, betonline.com, taking the Timberwolves with two-and-a-half. I think they're going to win by 10, but that's just me. But coming up, we're going to have Andy Greeter from the Pioneer Press. Andy is a huge gopher Writer covers it all, but he also is a Minnesota guy. So anytime a Minnesota team's in the playoffs, everybody's watching. But before we get to that, a word from our sponsor. I'm not really a car guy, Ron. I don't know if you've detected that, but when I go to the auto parts store, uh, I need serious help. You know, I'm going through the aisles. I can't find what I want. Uh, there's a bunch of fine print on the on the labels. It's hard to tell what's going to fit your car. The people behind the counter are often just poking away at their computer. They're not really that helpful either. Uh, you can save time and money if you just use Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Uh, their prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need, brake parts, lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore the easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Well, as I explained, we have Andy Greeter on the Ron Johnson Show. And as I bring Andy in, I'm going to tell a little story. Andy Greeter has reached out to me numerous times to do interviews. He's uh, done stories and pieces and wanted my feedback. Um, and, and, I, and I, you know, never said no. And then I had a chance to do the Indiana Gopher football game as a sideline reporter for uh, KFAN and all the affiliates carrying the Gopher football game on the radio. And so we're out to dinner and we're all hanging out, had a couple cocktails, a couple old fashions. And uh, literally it took about six hours before I realized <laughs> the guy that was with me all night was Andy Greeter. Because, I mean, if you look at Andy, he's an attractive man. You know, you look at him Ooh, now, he's nice, you. shaven. But when you see his Twitter profile picture, 
I mean, Andy, welcome to the Ron Johnson Show. Where is your Twitter? Where, where, when was that picture taken? Your hair is longer. Uh, yeah, it was longer. It was at uh, the back bar at uh, Young Joni, the kind of uh, speakeasy place in uh, in Northeast. So yeah, it was kind of a dim lit uh, kind of uh, vibe, I guess. It's just something <laughs> I've been going with for a while. But yeah, I mean, you were you were great chatting with me. I, I remember we talked uh, before the Outback Bowl about a, a story about Tyler Johnson and, and Rashad Bateman and and you were great to chat with me at that point, but it was just over the phone, so we had never got a chance to to meet face to face. So yeah, it was it was a bigger group in in Bloomington that night. I think there were like ten of us, kind of mingling around and going to dinner and a couple couple bars afterwards. But uh, yeah, it was great to be able to hang out and and put a put a face to the name for you because I obviously knew what what you were like and and who you were and everything. So yeah, it was a fun time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because that was Churro Gate. Um where we had somebody in our party that went to every restaurant and bar in downtown Bloomington or wherever we were, I think it was downtown Bloomington, looking for churros. Like she was absolutely going to lose her mind if she did not find a churro. Like literally, walk, walk in, do you guys have churros? Walk out. Do you have guys have churros? Walk out. And, um, right. and I think it was like that after the last bar is when Daryl Thompson or somebody said something and you were mm -hmm. talking. And as you're talking, I'm like, wait a minute. I know that story. Like, why, why do I know that story? And then I think I even said, I was like, oh, wait, you're Andy Greeter? <laughs> and so <laughs> it just, it never, because I'm thinking like this guy has long hair. I'm thinking some like young, you know, young, you know, beat reporter straight out of college, long hair, mm -hmm. hippie vibe. And then you show up, you know, looking like, uh, you know, Star-Lord from the Avengers or something, you know, hair nicely shaven. Uh, but Andy, man, let's jump into this. You look at, yeah. Uh, playoff basketball in Minnesota. You know, the Gophers were not that good this year. Ben Johnson's trying to get it going. Uh, same with Lindsey Whalen. She had the NIT, but mm -hmm. still uh, not what people expected, you know, when you bring back a Hall of Famer and, and champion and all that stuff. Uh, but the Timberwolves have playoff basketball. What What is it around, like, even around your beat, though? How has it been mm -hmm. with all your people around you excited to talk about this playing game? Everybody's excited to watch it finally. Because – I was talking to somebody else on the phone last night and we realized the last time, oh, it was the uh, SS, the SID for uh, Ben Johnson's actually, SID for the Gophers, Michelle mm -hmm. uh, Traversi, and her and I were mm -hmm. talking. And the last time, if I'm not wrong, the Timberwolves had a playoff game was when I was in the NFL. I came back to watch them play the Lakers versus Kobe. And so it's crazy to even realize that, that they, had, they haven't yeah. been in the playoffs like 2003, 2004, whenever that was. Um, how has it been for you though? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be going to uh, Minnesota United practice, the MLS team here, uh, once we wrap up here. And I'm sure we'll talk about the Timberwolves in the playoffs because the Timberwolves have been a talking point throughout, you know, the season. I mean, everyone's been kind of talking about what this team could be and, and trying to find a way to avoid the play-in round. But that's where they're at at this point. You know, this is, I think, the third home postseason game in 18 years. Obviously, everyone remembers when KG was there. Uh, but, yeah, they had, you know, a cup of coffee there with Jimmy Butler, I think, in 2018, where they lost in, I think, a five- or seven-game series to the Rockets. So, yeah, this is very, ah, very yeah. rare to have happen here. So, you know, I think it's an opportunity to really kind of embrace what is such a great time with college uh, – excuse me, with, with pro basketball in the playoffs. It's just something that we haven't seen before. And, and I think this is really kind of the, the come-up for this team. I think you see a lot of young pieces. This is really them kind of cutting their teeth and – and getting the experience that I think uh, is going to be vital for them in the future, not only this year, but in future years. 
Yeah, it's funny you do bring up the Jimmy Butler. I forgot about him being here. I feel like Minnesota yeah, fans right. want to erase him being here. Uh, when mm-hmm. you look at Zach Levine, you look at how Andrew Wiggins has grown, you look at how Carl Anthony Towns has gotten better. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, of course, if, if the Timberwolves ever do win uh, or get really good, like next year, Jimmy Butler will probably try to take credit and said, I made Cat who he is. But, you know, when you look at basketball and, and, and what mm-hmm. this win could mean, so if they do win – Let's say they beat the Grizzlies and they advance. How does that help ease the pain of so many Minnesota fans that, you know, you look at the the, the, the Vikings haven't been to a Super Bowl since, you know, the 70s when they went four times and lost all four. They were the Buffalo Bills of the 70s. And then you look at um, you look at the Gophers, same thing, you know, not really getting to a championship or a Big Ten championship since Clem Haskins in that group. And that those banners I still don't know if they're ever going to come out. Um, I think they should now with the NIL, but that's a whole different story. What what can a win do for the Minnesota, you know, fans and the environment around here? We're and the Wild are in it too, but you know, basketball just it's captivating. What what do you think that can do? Yeah, I think it's like I said. I think it's it's promising for what this team can be. I mean, this is going to be. Ant said it. Uh, I think yesterday that this is going to be the biggest game of his college basketball career. Right. This is going to be the first time that he's ever been in this spot. And I think Ant uh, and Carl Anthony Towns and, and, and D'Lo, some of those, those key pieces uh, are going to, you know, have an opportunity to, to see what it's like in postseason when everything is ratcheted up and defense is, is hard from the opening jump and people are taking charges and, and there's maybe an elbow or two along the way. And it's just, it's just cutthroat from the opening whistle. I think they're going to see what that is like and, and what that, uh, what they can be in that environment. Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, getting out of the playing round, I think is vital for this team. I mean, they've got two chances right now. If they beat the Clippers, they're in. If they lose, you know, then they have another opportunity, I think, on Friday to, to get in. Uh, but then it's really an opportunity uh, to see what they're all about, right? Because then they'll have to either play the, the Grizzlies or the Suns and two of the best teams in the NBA. And then you're in a playoff series. And then you see really what you have as far as a medal uh, when you have to go against some of the best teams in the NBA and, and see what you really have in a in a seven game series, I think that's really where you can really learn and grow as a team that is on the come up. Uh, so you know, the play in is nice, but I think it's really key to get out of that and, and move on to the actual playoffs. Yeah, and so when you when you think about these playoffs let's transition now so we talked to Mayor Coffee. we're going to transition a little bit into to go for basketball before we get out of here when you look at yeah. go for basketball you know Ben Johnson Lindsey Whalen um transfer portal Lindsey's getting crushed by the transfer portal uh Ben right. Johnson same but then he also said I need to live in it for at least another year or two where I'm gonna you know mm-hmm. you live by the portal you die by the portal um yeah. what do you think it is about the portal and how successful can they really be if it's you know it's it's a it's an equal opportunity you can get some good players but you can lose some good players you know what what do you think the future of both of these programs are uh when you look at it 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 sounds great right now getting four freshmen but then what happens if one of them isn't happy um like the fab five if the fab five had the transfer porter pep portal i I bet jimmy jackson or ray or sorry jimmy king or ray jackson i I bet one of those two would have transferred uh, realizing like, yep, we had a great freshman year. We, we shocked the world. I, I want to go be a star somewhere because I know I can go somewhere and score 40 and get to the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think the, these two gopher programs can look like in the future? 
Yeah, I think Ben Johnson, you know, he's got four freshmen in this class. One of them, Jaden Henley, a six foot seven wing from California. He's going to sign uh, tomorrow. And I'll have a story in the Pioneer Press kind of about him and, and what he's like. Uh, but I think Ben Johnson at this point in his uh, second year with the Gophers is really going to have to be a blend, right? I think he was hired in March of last year and didn't have an opportunity mm-hmm. to recruit any of the guys that, that came in in last year's class. We had to really rely on the transfer portal. And and now I think you kind of sh- see that shift into maybe more of a 50-50, 60-40 freshman versus transfer blend. And I think, you know, mm-hmm. you've got a lot of freshmen coming in, but they're going to be inexperienced. They're not going to know what it's like at the college level. Uh, they're not going to have the the kind of size to be able to to compete immediately at that spot. So you're going to need the the veterans to come in through the portal to kind of have that experience, have that kind of man muscle, that kind of man size yeah. to them. Yeah. So yeah, I think the blend is going to be what's going to be key going forward. And obviously, he's going to want to have more freshmen and and have those guys mature through the program and then be the leaders going forward and then have a, a real core to to what this team is. So, yeah, I mean, this is really early days for Ben Johnson. So that blend, I think, is going to be what's key. They're going to need a an impact point guard. That's really the number one spot that they're going to have to add in this transfer portal. Losing Peyton Willis, who, you know, was their second best player to Jamison Battle, is really a void on this roster. And I think probably a big man, too. I mean, Pharrell Payne at six foot nine out of Parker Cottage Grove is a guy that Ben feels like can come in and play right away and bang down low in the Big Ten, uh, but they need some more experience at that spot. So with the portal, uh, those are the two spots, point guard and, and the five spot are really where Ben Johnson needs to add. And when you look at Lindsey Whalen, I think the Sarah Scalia transfer, she announced yesterday that she's going to Indiana. Not only does mm-hmm. it sting because she was their best player and really could be that bridge for that, you know, lauded four-person, four-woman uh, incoming recruiting class that's top 10 in the yep. nation. She was really that bridge to be the leader. So losing her, I think, really, really stings this program. Some of those other losses you can kind of understand, but this would have been Sarah's team, and she would have been the leader of it. She could have maybe had them uh, excel at a higher level just because of, of who she is and the way she conducts herself. And and I think that loss really stings. So, yeah, they're going to have to hit the portal and, and bring and, you know, kind of negate some of those losses that they had which really added up towards uh, this spring here. Well, yeah, well, I want to thank Andy Greeter for joining the Ron Johnson Show. And as we jump to the Daily Three, that's three questions, three minutes. But before we do that, another word from our sponsors. The line is changing. The Timberwolves are minus three and a half tonight now against the Clippers. And I found that information at betonline.net. It's always your number one source for all the betting info Minus nine and a half tonight as well. The Nets against the Cavaliers in the other play-in game. I think I like Durant and company in that one. You can find the latest in sports, including the odds for the basketball playoffs and the start to the Major League Baseball season. They've got all the wagering information with live betting and eSports as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about all the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. And you know what time it is. It's the Daily Three. That's three questions, three minutes. Sam, take it away. Three-pack of Vikings questions today because the Vikings held their first <laughs> round of press conferences with the, the workouts beginning yesterday, so a lot of juicy quotes. Number one from Kirk Cousins. Here's what he said. I would like to retire as a Viking, and so I would like to play my way into that. I know i got to earn the right 
to do that. So, Ron, the question is, what would Kirk Cousins need to do in the next two years of his contract to earn the right to retire a Viking? So the sarcastic person in me, I saw that, and uh, I, saw, I saw everybody, of course, is, is putting that out there. Everybody wants to retire a Viking or a Lion or well, not a Lion, uh, a Patriot. Uh, a, a saint like everybody wants to retire with the team they're with that's that's like saying i want to live long and prosper um it's it is what it is like that to me is just a a, a, a i don't even know the word it's a it's a canned answer that's kind of wrapped up in a bow and so yes i get it he does understand he needs to earn it um for me earning it is going to be looking at your true salary like do you truly think that yes, the market will give you whatever. And, and, and a buyer and a seller, you look at the stock market, any any market, everybody always says, what's the cost of this? It's well, whatever the market will bear, you know, like gas prices. It's whatever the market bears. If people don't buy gas because they literally just can't afford it, like if they were to say $50 a gallon, people would probably figure out ways and companies would come up with quick ways for people to not have to drive as much and stay home. And, you know, who knows what the world will look like. So it's what the market will bear. I think that's where Kirk Cousins falls as a quarterback. It's what will the market bear? What can the Vikings hold on to with him? At the end of the day, they have to be smart about the salary cap. Can you put 20% of your cap into this guy? Is he worth it? Is there a way to make it work for everybody? Is Kirk Cousins willing to, to do some Tom Brady type things and renegotiate and really get serious about this cap number and try to help out and get yourself the next great whatever you need, whether it is signing Justin Jefferson or whatever. You can't support Jefferson's contract that's coming up and Kirk Cousins' contract. That's going to be, I think, where the rubber meets the road. For me, what Kirk Cousins has to do is relax. He has to loosen up. He has to have fun. He has to take chances. Um, you know, he said that, like, oh, I, I, I try to be perfect. Try to be perfect, but understand there's no perfection. Nobody is perfect. Nobody. No man, no woman, no anything but God. Nobody's perfect. And so if in understanding that, he's got to be okay with an interception here and there. He's got to take that chance because it's the risk versus reward. What's the risk and then what's the reward? The risk of throwing like a dumb hitch with a, a corner standing there, there's no real reward there. But the risk of throwing a deep ball where there's a safety kind of trailing and you can make that perfect throw like we saw him do with Stephon Diggs to the, in the Packers game, the reward was a touchdown. So that's where Kirk Cousins has to let the ball fly every once in a while, especially with Justin Jefferson. I think he's got to win three or more playoff games in the next two years combined oh. if he wants to, to extend his stay in Minnesota. That's my opinion. Uh, Vikings the team's got to get him to the playoffs, though. The team's got to get him there. It's not just yeah, he's got, a, he's got a lot to do with that, though. <laughs> he's got a lot to do with that. Um, Vikings players pointed to Zadarius Smith, the new defensive end, as a source of energy for the defense this year. Ron, do you think Zadarius Smith is going to be the emotional leader of this defense? And if not, who is it going to be? Well, that this is the time where I pay off the tease. I predicted the future. If you can go back, I think it was yesterday's show. Uh, you probably can edit it in there somewhere or just show people <laughs> the clip. I predicted the future. I said yesterday, Darius Smith is the new blood, the new energy. I said he's the first person that tweeted and, and Instagram, you know, messaged to um, put on a story with uh, Daniil Hunter and Eric Kendricks talking about Sachs, Kings 2.0 or whatever they said. 
He's a guy that has new energy, new, new, a new zest for life. You watch him show up yesterday to the facility. He was super excited to be there. He had a little pep in his step. Some guys were showing up kind of like, uh, uh, okay, we're back. We're back. You know, he was like excited. He was like, yeah, let's go. And so, yeah, I think he can be the new energy. I can't, I think he's going to be the fire starter. I think he's going to be the spark plug. He's going to be the guy to do the, you like that on a t-shirt. Like he's going to have fun. Um, he's going to enjoy with every ounce of his being playing the Packers. Like that's where you're going to see some energy. You know, we, we, we saw uh, Boone come in and try to say he was going to punch uh, the other team in the mouth. Never happened. Darius Smith, he will actually go out there and hit somebody in the mouth. And he's going to have fun doing it. He's going to be excited to do it. Um, and, and I think that's where we're going to talk about this Kirk Cousins winning three playoff games. It's going to take that defense getting out the basement. It can't be 32 anymore. You know, you you have a top 15 defense, and then you have that 4,000-yard passer, you know, 2,000-yard receivers, and 1,000-yard running back. You're in the playoffs. And that's just me. Yeah, I think Eric Hendricks is still the foundation of that defense because he has so much equity on this team. But I think Smith is right there with him. And you look at who he's essentially replacing. He's replacing mm -hmm. Everson Griffin. And, and that left a huge emotional void to lose Griffin um to have that fiery tandem edge rusher i think that gives the team just an extra dose of tenacity um so i think it's huge that if he can have a good relationship with daniel if those those two can be on the same page and just sort of lead that group and get after the passer i mean that's going to help everybody if the front four or the front you know five in a, in whatever the, the three four if the the outside linebackers are coming um, that's going to help the secondary. It's going to help the you know Harrison Smith and company on the back end if they can get to the quarterback. So he's going to be a pivotal part of this defense. So if you combine like how valuable he is with his sort of emotional leadership, he might be um, one of the MVPs of this defense for sure. Yeah. Well, all right. I agree. Like I, I think that, like I said, I predicted the future. I think he is the energy ball. Eric Kendricks is going to be the leader. He'll be the energy ball. Harrison Smith is 33 years old. He said that he'll play in the NFL until they kick me out. So at yep. age 33, how many more years will it be for Harrison Smith until he does get kicked out of the NFL? Yeah, so I was actually Googling this question because I had it in my head, and then I'm like, you know what, who does Harrison Smith remind me of that he can last that long? He wants to until he gets kicked out. Well, Charles Woodson. That's the name that came up when I looked it up. When I was putting all my stuff together and I was trying to go through my notes, Charles Woodson played 18 seasons in the NFL. The big difference, he started off at cornerback, switched to safety. Harrison Smith's been a safety. So if his, if his health, because we know he takes care of his body, he has his own trainer, he has his own uh, you know, regimen with food, he's married now. We know that young guys tend to not do the right things with their body because they're eating fast food or they're always just grabbing food on the go. When you're married, you actually come home and you think about what are we going to eat? I don't know a woman out there that's married that's just going to be okay with grabbing fast food every night because you're just driving home from practice. So Harrison Smith getting married this past year, I think that even adds to his longevity because now he's not going to have the stress of being out late. He's not going to have the stress of worrying about the little things at home. He has a helpmate. He has somebody there to help him. He has somebody to mentally outload or offload anything he's downloading, anything he wants to talk about. Like 
he has now added time to his career because she's going to make sure that he's fed right. She's going to make sure that if he says, hey, babe, I'm going to stop and grab this blah, 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 fried chicken. No, 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 no. I got, we're, we're eating this. You're, you're, you might be cooking it, Harrison, but I have it ready and prepped at home. You're going to throw these shish kebabs on the grill, or you're going to put these, you know, potatoes in the oven with the peppers and the, you know, chives and all this. Like he can play 18 years. I think he's on near 10 or 11, seven more years. That's a lot. But I say for sure, at least four to five more years, when you look at playing safety and as good as he is, he hasn't really lost a step. Charles Woodson lost a step, but he went from corner to safety. Safeties don't have the same responsibility as cornerbacks. They don't have to chase receivers every single play. Now, putting his shoulder in there and some of the stuff he used to do a ton, I don't know if in year 15 or 16 he'll still want to do it at that same capacity. But I honestly, I could see him playing just as long as Charles Woodson. Um, and and the, 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 the interception tear he was on, I see him being a future Hall of Famer. I, I think he's going to have the numbers when you look at Paul Krause um, and, and his interception numbers and then Harrison Smith and his. I think Harrison Smith fits the bill. The big difference is Paul Krause played on some great teams. Harrison Smith, yep, they had the Minneapolis Miracle. Yep, they had the playoff win against the Saints. But I think Kirk Cousins can help his Hall of Fame future by, like you said, winning three, two to three playoff games in the next three to four years. Yeah, I mean, Smith is always – his brain is the best part of his game. I mean, the way that he right. reads the offense, he he threatens to blitz, he backs off, gets to the right spot, um, that's not going to leave him quickly. So I think he's got a lot of good years left. Bonus question, I want you to fill in the blank. We talked to Chandon Sullivan yesterday, the former Packer. Chandon Sullivan will be blank as the Vikings starting nickel. He'll be underrated. I think he'll be underrated. I think that you look at a guy that played all 17 games for the Packers. He started 10 of them. He had three interceptions. Um, I, I think he's going to be underrated and not because of the way he plays, just because of this defense. Uh, I think nickels, what happens when you're a true nickel. So there are some guys um, like Darrell Reeves, for instance, he would move inside and just end up in the nickel spot because he's guarding the best receiver. So if D-Hop is in the, the nickel spot, because we know he plays in the slot, he goes there. If Devontae Adams is in the slot, Darrell Reeves goes there. Um, that's going to be the question with Chandon Sullivan is, what does that look like with whoever they decide to draft? If it is uh, a, a Kyer Elam or, or a younger guy, um, and he comes in to be the starter, is Chandon automatically the nickel, or does he have a chance to compete? Because we know Mackenzie Alexander, I talked to him a bunch, and he said that all the time, like, man, I'm competing. for. I remember running to him at the Mall America, man, and we, we chatted in the Mall America uh, probably about 30 minutes. Uh, he had just lost an uncle or something or a family member just passed, and I was explaining to him, you know, it's okay to grieve, and, and my dad, and, and then he went on talking about, like, man, these coaches X, Y, and Z, and I, I do want to be a starting corner. Like, I, I did it in college. Like, I'm not just a nickel. And so I think Shannon Sullivan is the same way. I think he's going to come in and say, I can still play starting corner, uh, but if you need me in the nickel, I'll do it. But I think he's going to be underrated. A nickel that we don't hear from is a nickel that's doing his job. If he's getting beat a ton in the slot, then we'll hear about him, and that's not the way you want to hear about your nickel. If he's if he's coming up supporting a run, if he's you know batting balls and 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 getting secondary interceptions, because in the in the hockey, two people get an assist. So in football, you don't get an assist for tipping the ball um, to somebody else to get the interception. I think they need to add that stat. Uh, tipped int, meaning you were the guy that tipped it for the int. New stat added. 
give me the credit. I will put stock into that. But that's where I see Chandler Sutton. I, I think he's going to be underrated because you have Zadarius Smith. You have Daniil Hunter. You have this new 3-4 that everybody's going to talk about. You have Eric Kendricks. You have Patrick Peterson. So you have so many other names. The Chandler Sullivan is just going to be an underrated player that's going to fit right in with this system that we know these guys with that Packers pedigree coming in to coach it are going to do. Yeah, I mean, we talk about the nickel sometimes like it's a lesser position because they don't play every snap, but it's critical. I mean, a lot of the best receivers go in the slot now, and to play the slot, you don't have the the sideline to use as leverage. You could go inside, you could go outside, you got to be in the run fit. Sometimes you're blitzing. you got to do a million things. So uh, even though you know we don't view him the same way as Peterson or Dantzler, I think he's still a critical player on that defense. I agree. Well, I want to thank everybody for joining me today on the Ron Johnson Show. That's my producer, Sam Ekstrom. We enjoyed having you listen, but make sure you subscribe on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for joining me and have a great day.